Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Millman and this is episode 114, Yarn Snob. Hello, hello, and welcome into episode 114. Hello, how are you? I hope you're well since last time I spoke to you on the show where we did a nice little wrap-up of Wool in Dublin, which was a wonderful weekend out. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, something quite different to what we normally have on the podcast, and from what I hear, you seem to like it. So we'll see if we can do a little bit more of that and see if I can play around with the audio and things to make sure the levels are all good and get you some more on on location type recording. So if you are a new listener and you are joining me today for the first time, hiya, you're alright, I am Jo and I am your friendly knitting northerner and podcaster welcome you into the show and if you are back again with me for the 114th time, bless you, I love you all, thank you so much for joining me again. I've had plenty of reviews in for the podcast on iTunes over the last sort of six weeks ago. So thank you so much for all of you that have taken the time to do that. I really super appreciate it. And you've been so kind to me. Bless you. You've been so, so kind. So I have a little giveaway ongoing for that. And I will be drawing the names for that this weekend and putting them into the Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash group slash podcast community. You can find a link to that as well at shinybees.com forward slash community if you can't remember that. But if you go into Facebook and if you st- um, search for Shiny Bees Podcast Community, you will find it. And I will put the names in there because I don't, obviously everyone's got like kind of nicknames and they're not necessarily Ravelry names either. So I'm not really sure for the most part who is who. So anyone want an ice cream? Um, it's always the way when you record a podcast like someone will turn up with a dog or a, a lawnmower or an ice cream van they don't come any other day not seen them for not seen them for weeks anyway so that'll be over in the facebook group and um so i can put the people that like, your kind of names in there and you can uh, find out who's won i can post all of the goodies out to various people in terms of news then before we get into the topic of today I, even though I don't really like Instagram that much, don't know if you've noticed, like I'm not really on there so much. I'll come and chimp up to all of you when you're posting stuff, but I don't tend to post on there an awful lot. Um, But seeing as you're all on there, I'm going to try harder to post more stuff. But what I can do for you is post more stuff on video. And I have got an IGTV channel. It's only got the welcome kind of message up on there at the moment. But I think that's quite a cool way because I know you're hanging out on there a lot of you. Because, you know, I go on and I like looking at all your projects and what you're up to. And um, if you're married, you're probably on your 50th holiday of the year. And I do enjoy that as well. And um, it'd be cool to connect with you over on there. So... If you have any special requests for any particular video content, not that kind of video content, I'm talking keeping it clean and educational and generally a little bit entertaining content people, then please let me know because I'd be more than happy to create some stuff around that for you to put on there um, and, you know, keep you kind of entertained. 
The only other bit of news I've got for you, and it is the reason why I'm kind of hunkered down and you've not seen an awful lot of me, apart from popping up and having the old content splurge every now and again on Insta stories. I do quite like the stories. I feel like the posts are a little bit serious, but I don't mind stories. I think they're quite fun. Um... I'm working on a new project and some of you, if you're in my community over on Facebook, you'll know about this already or know that I am in the midst of working on something and I don't want to give you too many details right now and I will kind of give you more and more over the next few weeks. It is being built at the moment and basically it's going to change the way you buy yarn forever. So if you're the kind of person that has bought a unicorn skein um, a unicorn skin being that one skin that you buy and you know it's for a special project and it's like a golden skin but the unicorn skin is, is difficult to match up to anything you're trying to find something to pair it with and you struggle you can't find maybe the right base or the right colors or whatever if you struggle finding new dyes or want to try new stuff if you get frustrated with the online shopping process and if you get a little bit annoyed with not being able to go to yarn shows and would maybe like to go to more of them but virtually then this is probably going to be the sort of thing that you're going to enjoy. I have got some things up my sleeve to make it fun as well in terms of launching and things and the full marketing launch is penciled in for September but it is going to be built in July and I will be running some tests and letting people in to come and have a look at it, try it out and be first on the ground like an early adopter. So if that is you, if you're if that sounds like the kind of thing you would be interested in, um, then I need, I need you to come and join the VIP list basically and you will find that at shinybees.com forward slash VIP. And go there, put your email in, and as soon as it is ready um, for people to come and have a look at and test, then I will let you know. I'll send you the links and you can get in there first. So, because it, it will be a staged roller, it will not be a bomb, it's out there ready, it is going to be tested, etc. first. Like any good website should be. So it's something that I've had in the back of my mind since before the golden skein. This was the precursor to the golden skein and it was very difficult for me to build this particular thing at that time because of technological problems basically. It was going to be a full custom code job and um, very, very expensive to do in a massive undertaking. Um, but nowadays there's stuff off the shelf that I can use to test it and that's now what I am doing. I'm very, very excited about it. So shinybees.com forward slash VIP. You're all VIPs to me, obviously, but if you want to know about that first and be involved um, in testing that and getting in there and knowing what's going on first, because we all love that, don't we? Um, then that's where you need to go. Shinybees.com forward slash VIP. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. So today then, the topic of the show I was going to put an interview out today I'll be honest with you I had an interview in mind and um, I can't get my interviews out of my iCloud at the moment it just seems to be a little bit dead which I'm taking as the universe signaling to me that it would like me to talk about something myself today so I am doing that for you and today I want to talk about yarn snobbery what is it and are you one so without further Ado, we shall crack into the show. So, yarn snobbery then. I've got the feeling this one might get a few people 
feeling a little bit shouty. Which is fine. I ain't got a problem with that. I'm not having to go at any one particular subset of yarn appreciator whatsoever in the course of this. So when you start feeling a little bit antsy, wind it back in and come back and listen to this part where I say, it's up to you what you knit with. It's up to you what you knit with. You don't have to answer to anyone. It's up to you what you knit with. So everyone can hear that I said that. I said that, okay? Just before anyone gets a little bit shouty. So today I want to talk about yarn snobbery. And it's something, it's like a fairly well-known term within the yarn world. And it does have quite a polarising effect on people. And people do tend to identify with either being one or not being one. And it's one of those things that can be divisive. And what I've done is I've had a, I had a you know, breakdown of it. I had a look at it from like Joe's point of view, basically, of how I see it working in the yarn world. And I'm going to talk about that today because I think it's one of those things that maybe we don't talk about because people get a little bit antsy about it and there's no need like I've already said 15 times it's up to you what you knit with you don't need to answer to anyone else it doesn't matter how much it costs it doesn't matter what it's made of it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're knitting and enjoying it it doesn't matter okay it does not matter but in the interests of exploration we are going to talk about yarn snobbery today so I went to google to go and have a look to see if there was like an urban dictionary definition of yarn snob now there was quite a bit of merch there was quite a bit of merch including one delightful one with a middle finger flipping the bird and saying yarn snob on it which is again this is why I'm saying it can be a little bit of a I'm either in this camp or I'm in that camp um kind of thing so there wasn't really a proper definition. So I went and Googled snob and yarn separately to create our own version, our own dictionary definition of yarn snob. So a yarn is a spun thread used for knitting, weaving or sewing. And a snob is a person who believes that their tastes in a particular area are superior to those of other people. So yarn snob, therefore is a person who believes that their tastes in spun thread used for knitting, weaving or sewing are superior to those of other people. That is the definition of yarn snob as dictated by Joe Shiny Beats. Okay, so that's what we're talking about today, yarn snob. So someone who thinks that their taste in yarn, right, is superior to somebody else's. That's yarn snob. And I've identified several different types of of different factions of yarn snob in the same way that a, a school playground has particular factions of mummy like if you have kids and you go into the playground this was like a whole new world what opened up to me when I went into the playground there are little different groups different factions of mummy like the lycra mummies who are always going straight to the gym from where they are and um, there are different factions of mummy well there are different factions of yarn snob from my studying and um, I'm going to talk about some of those today. So in the element, in, in the spirit of full disclosure, um, before I get into this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to out myself. Um, and I'm, I, I'm what I'm not on this list. I'm what I would probably call a confused yarn snob. In that I really, really love 
luxury fibres, I really love hand-dyed yarns and given the choice between any of them in a shop, that's where I would go and I'm quite happy to sink my spends into that as a product. I love it, I think it's great, I think it's art, I love the people behind it, I love the quality of the, the goods um, but I recognise that it, it can be quite a spendy uh, choice to make. But I'm also quite famously in love with novelty yarn. I do really, I like, I really like, I love tinsel yarn. It makes me happy inside. Yes, it might be made of plastic. Yes, it might make you sweat like a bitch if you knit anything out of it that you've got to wear. I never have. Maybe that should be a thing for me. Maybe I should make a knitted lush out of tinsel yarn. But there's just something that's deeply fun about it that adds this real playful element to whatever people make with it especially those little hedgehogs you get in the old granny yarn shops where they they have a lot of acrylic and they're clearly going for that demographic like the the the, the tanny who makes loads of kind of cardigans for kids and stuff out of acrylic and they will always have like one of these little knitted hedgehogs um that's made partially out of tinsel yarn or eyelash yarn one of the two and then it, though there's a pattern for it and it sits in the window. And I, I love that. Like, I really appreciate that as much as I appreciate a fine cashmere blend knitted into a beautiful jumper um, that, you know, fits beautifully and drapes beautifully and feels really soft in your hand. Guess what, guys? Eyelash yarn can feel super soft in your hand as well. And it is really fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. You know, it knows what it is and it's it's deeply comfortable with being novelty yarn. And I appreciate that about a yarn. Uh, and so I love it. And you're equally as likely to find me knitting acrylic or knitting um, kind of more hardcore kind of nylon blends when the thing I'm knitting calls for it. I am that person that likes, you know, fun- I guess function over form, really, where it's all about the end, what's the end result that I want and what's the best tools for me to get to that end result. Um, I'm not the one who's like, I've got to knit in this cashmere because it will feel nice and then give it to a baby and it's going to get ruined and end up as a little ball of, you know, a tiny little like a blanket for ants when it gets washed wrong you know I'm not I'm not that much of a purist with it I'm quite open bit of a yarn swinger I would say I'm a yarn swinger I I, I go always with the yarn only the yarn but the yarn I'm not a purist I'm not in any one camp I'm quite happy to mix it with everyone commune with all of the yarn Anyway, that being said, I have approximately six not including my seven slightly confused about yarn snob snobbery different kinds of yarn snob that I want to talk to you about today and I'm super interested to hear if you identify with one of these particular types of snob or you have you maybe you've called these people out before or you've seen this around so let me know what you think about this so number one the most famous of yarn snobbery acrylic yarn snobbery the person who would not be seen knitting acrylic yarn they would rather die face down in a pool of their own urine than be seen knitting acrylic yarn. That's your acrylic yarn snob. They don't like acrylic yarn because it squeaks on your needles. They've probably been introduced to super cheap acrylic yarn, which can be crunchy and it can be not that nice a knitting experience, depending upon the type of yarn you're using, the brand of yarn and what kind of needles you're using because actually that does make quite a big difference as does how tight you knit 
with acrylic yarn. If you're knitting something and you've got a, you know, you, you knit tight because um, you're a little bit tense, then that's a completely different experience to knitting with wooden needles where it slides off quite easily and it's a looser gauge. It's not the same knitting experience. And as I always say to people, not all acrylic is created equal. There are some really low-end, lower-quality acrylics There are that squeak and snap and they don't feel nice when you knit them and they fall to bits when you wash them and they're just not, they're just not nice. And I agree, like, there are some like that but there are quite a lot of decent blends around and if you go for like the more expensive and when I say expensive I'm talking going from £1.99 for 100 grams to maybe £3.99 for 50 grams so I'm not talking crazy more expensive but I mean that kind of price point is your top end of your acrylics and they can actually feel quite nice you know they can wash quite well I've knitted stuff for my kids in acrylics when I first started knitting I was mad for Serdar Crofter baby fair isle absolutely loved it and I had it I had it for my child I gave it to her little brother then that got given to another one of our friend's children and then another one of our friend's children and it's now gone off into the extended ether so it's gone through like at least five children and it still looks brilliant it still looks as good as the day you knitted it now notwithstanding environmental sort of um considerations and things because they they are a consideration but I feel like that's separate to yarn snobbery you're not a yarn snob an acrylic yarn snob because you care about the environment okay you're an acrylic yarn snob because you think you're too good for acrylic yarn not the same thing not the same thing an ethical choice about environmental issues is not the same as being snobby about acrylic yarn I think we can agree with that so that's your classic acrylic yarn snobbery your next one I'm definitely not guilty of this, is novelty yarn snobbery. So you might be a person who's okay with acrylic yarns. You might be like, you know what, the Sardars of the world, they're doing some great acrylic yarns. I can't fault the guys, you know, it's, it's good. I like it. I knit it for people who've not a clue how to wash knitwear, which is most people, including my mother. Okay, so I can knit something for them and it feels quite nice. And, you know, they can't, they can't cock it up, basically. They can't cock it up. But then you have the novelty yarn snobs, okay? They don't like, they don't like pom-pom yarn. Pom-pom yarn is awesome. It's so much fun. They don't like eyelash yarn, which I'm a fully paid member of the Eyelash Yarn Appreciation Society. They don't like eyelash yarn. They don't like funfair. And I can kind of see why, because that is quite hard to knit. Like, especially if you want to try and frog that bad boy. Oh my word, that is painful, right? They don't like tinsel yarn. They don't want to know about any of these, you know, like with little tags on, like boucle style yarns. They don't want to know about the novelty yarn. Tinsel yarn, people, tinsel yarn has feelings too, okay? It has feelings. And it's just there, it's been unashamedly Christmas, you know, it's putting it all out there, it's shining, it's sparkling, it's like, look guys, it's nearly Christmas, let's all be happy. And there are people who are just like, OMG, I would never knit with that. And that makes me sad, that does make me sad. So that's novelty yarn snobbery, okay? Number three, one of my favourites is the commercial versus indie yarn snobbery also known as what I call the hand dyed snobbery and this is a bit of a kind of because of the different terms that people use for different things this was quite a kind of hard one to nail down so there are people who 
and and I guess I do fall into this in some ways where I really love hand-dyed yarns, but I wouldn't go and buy a hand-dyed yarn from a large company that's been hand-dyed by some faceless person in a factory somewhere because when I buy hand-dyed yarn, at least, I buy a bit of that person. It's art. It's something someone's made. They've had their hands on it. I know them. I know about them. I'm probably friends with them. Like, I buy a bit of them. And when you buy hand-dyed yarn that's that's done in, in big cooperatives, you don't necessarily get that. Um, or in big factories. I, f- I find cooperatives are a little bit different because that still feels a little bit like you can grab a bit of that person with the hand-dyed. But generally, I, I do dis- personally distinguish between those those types of enterprise and it's 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 difficult because where, where's the line where's the line when um someone is an indie dyer versus a more com- commercial enterprise I mean they're both commercial don't get me wrong but there's a different feeling to indie to something that is a big place with a factory and everything like that there's a different feeling but I'm not sure of the right word for that anyway basically your hand-dyed snob let's just call them hand-dyed in general snob believes that all kind of commercially mass-produced yarns are bad. Um, anything dyed by a machine is bad. Um, it's it's rubbish and they don't want to knit with it. They only want to knit with the finest hand-dyed yarns that are dyed by certain dyers and they won't knit with anything else. And hand-dyed yarn definitely has its place and I do love it. You know, I, I'm a massive fan of it. But it's not... It does have its, its problems, like sock yarn, for instance. When it's hand-dyed it does fade quicker it fades quicker if if you had a pair of socks made out of regia or opal like classic commercially you know mass produced dyed by machines they spray the yarn on by machine right that is bloody indestructible it's made out of the, the same stuff you know it'll be a 75% wool 25% nylon you could get that from a hand dyer but the hand dye one will fade it will always fade quicker it will fade quicker that it's just that's just how it is it's the nature of the beast so it's not always about oh well this is hand dyed and therefore it is better because in some situations it's not better and actually why are you buying the hand dyed in the first place is it for the connection to the person or is it so you can say well I only buy hand dyed yarn because that would be quite snobby obviously um and like I said sometimes you you actually your mass produced yarn is better for the job that you are using it for so yeah Anyway, talking about better for the job that you're using it for, we'll go on to snob number four, which is the luxury fibre snob. Okay, this person does, it doesn't matter if it's hand-dyed, we move into the full hand-dyed thing now. I'm, I'm not knitting with 75-25, I don't want any nylon in my stuff. I'm only going to knit with silks, cashmeres, I'm dribbling a little bit thinking about it, alpaca, you know, yak, baby camel. I'm only going to knit with with yarn that has a high percentage of those things in it because it's so shiny and it's so soft and it's so luxurious and I really like the silks. And they literally won't even knit with the 75-25. Like, they won't knit with the sock yarn because that's not soft enough. Like, they only want the butter. The butter, butter, butter yarn, okay? Which is fine. Like, we can all get on board with it. We've all got that little that little buttery skein. I've got one. It's baby, half, half yak, half baby yak, half baby camel. It's like a little cloud. It's like a little fluffy baby to me. Like, I just want to cuddle it and rub it on my face because it's so soft and it's so beautiful. That kind of stuff, right? Which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm down with the luxury fibre snobbery. Everyone wants to use the nicest stuff they can afford to use. Um, but it's not always the best stuff for the job. 
And I know like Boone Knits, for instance, she will make shawl patterns that have got 2,000 beads on them. And you can bet your ass, mates, right, that if you use something with a silken alpaca blend and cashmere blend, it's going to snap. It will snap and all your beads are going to fall off. It happens because the weight of the stuff you put on it, it's not suitable for that. It's not what it's for. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's, Again, are you kind of tying yourself to certain projects because you only want to use these particular types of yarns? And some of these, like cashmere in particular, can kind of and, and silk have some ethical considerations that people, you know, might want to think about. But obviously, we're not talking about ethical things. We're talking about how snobby we are. But there's your luxury, your luxury fibre snob, the ones who only use the high high end, and they won't even use the seventy five twenty five. Number five, the trendy name snob. This particular snob will only use the latest, hottest names. I call that, right, Volmiser in 2012. Like, who remembers? Who remembers? I know it was six years ago. This podcast has been going for six years though, right? Who remembers when Volmiser was the yarn to have and when Loop would get a delivery or when, do you remember, Knit Nation? Knit Nation, do you remember? Right? When when they had a stall there, it was mobbed. People were literally, it was like Black Friday with the tellies at Asda's. You know, like people were literally jumping on each other to get Volmiser. Now, the Volmiser effect has been and gone, in my opinion. Looking at their stall at Edinburgh anyway, it's definitely been and gone. They're, they're still pretty much in 2012. But it's that trendy name thing. And, and maybe it's like your labianemies or your hedgehog. I mean, hedgehog, I guess, is on the out now, in my opinion, anyway. It's it's waning. It's had its wax. I feel like it's waning. But those hot names, those hot trendy names that are selling bags of yarn and everyone wants a piece of it, um, the Volmiser effect, as I call it, um, people will only knit with those particular brands. Uh, they don't want to knit with anything else, just the trendy names. And the last one, the price snob. The ones who only want to buy yarn because it's so expensive, like they will only buy yarn above a certain price per skein. These are your kind of your Kiviet lovers, you know, they want they want that $50, $60 a skein yarn and they don't care how much, the, the more it costs, the better as far as they're concerned. Um, and this kind of manifests in other ways because you do get that reverse snobbery where people are like, well, I'll knit with what I want and let's, I would never pay that for this because that's just stupid. I could spend that on a week's worth of groceries. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you could. Like, I could totally live off, like, nicely off 50 quid for groceries a week. And you've got a point, you know? But there are some people who just, oh, they only want the finest, finest things in life and they're not interested in anything else that is is cheaper then that's just how they are. I mean, those people are missing out on tinsel yarn, aren't they? They really are. So they're the kind of six, you know, different types of yarn snob that I've identified. And I am, it's not serious. I'm not having a go at anyone. Um, This is meant to be a bit of fun and poking fun at, the, you know, like the way we buy yarn and, and what kind of tribes we identify ourselves in within the yarn snobbery and within the wider yarn kind of community. And and like I said, I, I I'm, I'm a yarn swinger. I'll 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 if it's yarn, I'll knit it. I don't give a monkey's like I'll knit it all. Um, but some people are very very strict in what they will and won't um, won't knit with. So if you if there's a a, a type of snob 
yarn snob that I've missed out. Maybe it's the natural colours only snob. There's another one for us. I only knit in natural colours. Yawn. Um, I hate natural colours. They're so boring. But you know what I mean? There are people who have um, different things that they're into. If there's anyone you feel like I've missed out in the snobbery roundup then let me know please do you know like tell me don't subtweet me because then everyone comes and tells me that you're subtweeting me and it just gets a little bit awkward come and have the conversation like it's meant to be a conversation I'm not always right you know and we can talk about it and have a bit of a laugh with it and maybe even expand it out to seven well seven to ten maybe because we've got the confused yarn snob um or non-snob just confused confused 35 of Wigan. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed the, the show. A little bit of, you know, poking fun at um, a yarn snobbery and a bit of a thought about, you know, which one of which one of those are you? Which one of those factions do you identify with? So I will be back again next week. I've got some cool interviews coming up. Going to be talking to Susan Crawford. She was on episode 15. Six, I want to say. I'll put a link in the show notes before she started the uh, Vintage Shetland project and we're going to be catching up with her after the journey she's had in the last couple of years getting this book out. I've received my copy. It is beautiful. I'll probably talk about that on uh, an Instagram IGTV video for you and we're going to be talking to her. I'm going up to her farm on Monday and that is coming up in the next few episodes for you. So, All that remains for me to say is I hope you'll all have a wonderful week. Happy crafting and I will speak to you, yarn snobs and all, soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode are over at shinybees.com forward slash 114. And if you want to join our merry band of knitters over in the community, we are on Facebook at Shiny Bees Podcast Community. 